Hello and welcome to the Discipleship Matters podcast. My name is Sean Keith and I am the Sunday School and Discipleship Strategist with Louisiana Baptist. This podcast is for those who lead and coordinate the small group ministry so that your church can make disciples who make disciples. In this episode, we talk with Kevin Roberts. He is the pastor at Trinity Baptist Church in Pineville, Louisiana. After only a few years, Kevin has been able to start some new groups, develop key leaders in his congregation, and breathe a new vision into his church and community. But change is never easy. He continues to pursue a worthy goal of a healthy, growing church. His insight and experience in various roles in the local church and in denominational positions gives him a unique perspective on the church and the opportunities that God has for him and Trinity Baptist Church. So now, let's dive into our conversation with Kevin Roberts. So Kevin, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, Sean, about three years ago, uh, loving life, working for Lifeway, uh, had the state of Louisiana uh, called on about 300 churches. Right, and, yeah. Uh, loved the job, never dreamed uh, I would do something like that. But uh, COVID hit, and yeah. uh, our whole division got laid off. And so I can remember the day that we got word, and uh, I was sitting on a couch next to Bobby and Micah, and and we just cried, you know, just yeah, that was coming to an end, and we didn't know what God had in store, but we prayed, and we asked for God to show us uh, our next God assignment, and lo and behold, he opened a door uh, for Trinity Baptist Church for me to become their pastor, and uh, the church is about three miles from my house. All right, that and is so good. so I used to drive two hours before I would see somebody, uh, you know, Shreveport, uh, Lafayette, Lake Charles, all the different places in our state, Yeah. and uh, now I drive, and I'm at work in about two minutes. So. Shorter commute, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but um, been there about three years, and uh, we have a a wonderful church, not not perfect by any means, but right. um, unified. Um, in a fun stage in my life right now, I've got one son that got married in February. Yeah, and I have another son that's getting married this December, and then uh, of course our youngest one chasing him. Uh, baseball, football, basketball, you name it. There you go. Uh, so anyway, but just enjoying uh, these days. So. All right. Well, that sounds great. Of course, Bobby, your wife, yes. three sons. Yes. Yep. She and, still teaches at Louisiana College and uh, enjoying her time off right now. <laughs> well, good. So now you've been at this church three years. So now it's time to start kind of really thinking about where you're going, what you're doing. I know, you know, we've known each other for years. So mm-hmm. I know that you're a thinker, you're a strategist, you're, you're, you're looking to the future and planning. So let's just talk about uh, big picture stuff first. Let's okay. talk about the small group ministry. Okay. So how do you see your small group ministry, Sunday school or whatever, even other small group environments, how do you see that playing a role in your overall strategy and mission of the church? Okay. Well, when I got to Trinity, um, and you know, there's always a little confusion about mission statement, vision statement. Yeah. I think it's the mission statement, but our mission statement is to know Jesus and to make him known to our neighbors and to the nations. Awesome. And so just trying to flesh that out through all the different ministries of the church. Uh, and so the small group ministry definitely, uh, 
uh, we hope is playing a role in making that happen. Right. How can we know Jesus better, uh, more intimately, personally, um, but also how can we make him known uh, evangelistically to our neighbors and to the nations? You know, evangelism, missions, discipleship, all kind of rolled up in that mission statement. And so, um, yeah, our, our small group ministry uh, as of right now, consists of Sunday school on yeah. Sunday mornings, okay. um, and then we have life groups on Sunday evenings. Um, I'll share some other things, what we're going to try to do this fall on Wednesday nights, but um, we want to go even a step further from life groups and start moving into you know what some people call D groups, right? Those smaller and little groups. three or Micro three to five men, yeah. three to five women, and so we have some plans to get there. Uh, actually, beginning the plans uh, this fall. Okay, and so, so you've got you've got several different models layers. of small groups mm-hmm. and leaders that lead those. Mm-hmm. So how how are you communicating uh, your mission to those small group leaders? Well, I thought about that in light of uh, knowing I was going to do this podcast today, Brother Sean. <laughs> um, so, no pressure. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to share with you, and, and you know this, but um, it's really, really difficult being a pastor and an education minister right. at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Like, I see so many things that need help and attention, and it's like I just can't get there, you know? And yeah. so uh, sometimes there's a frustration, you know, uh, I know how to do Sunday school well. I've been a part of some really good Sunday schools. Yeah. Um, right now, I would not say that our Sunday school is great by any stretch, but uh, when I first got there, uh, we were able to carve out some time with some of our leaders, our Sunday school teachers. Right. And I was able to take them through uh, Alan Taylor's Sunday School Matters uh, yeah. video. We did it once a month. We had a set time that we met, and we would go through the video. I was also encouraging them to read when we bought the books for them, uh, Ken Brady's Breathing Life into the Sunday School. Right, yeah. So uh-huh. even though the, the video sessions by Alan Taylor and the book content maybe didn't always line up perfectly, we didn't try we just said, read a chapter before next month's meeting. We'll watch the video. We'll talk about the video content, and we'll talk about the book content. And so we did that until the video ran out. I, f- right. I think it was about a year. Uh, I think it was 12 sessions. And so we were able to accomplish that. Um, so you had some some interactive time with them ongoing. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go back to a statement that you said, though, for a minute, because okay. I want to I probe that a little bit better. You said as a pastor, but also as the minister of education at the church. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. most single staff pastors, that's what they are. They are. Yes. They do all the ministries. Have such great respect. <laughs> how do you how do you carve out time to focus on one of those areas of ministry like education work, adult Sunday school? How, how do you carve out that time? How do you schedule that time? Well, in the beginning, uh, I knew that we needed that educational boost, you know, and yeah. so I, I've just declared, hey, this is when we're meeting. Um, I suppose it would be that easy to do it again. It's right. just I've, I've got more on my plate now, yeah. and we have a, a growing, uh, you know, not rocket growth, but we do have a growing church and a growing staff, 
And, uh, and so I don't know, it just feels like we're juggling more, yeah. you know, and yet I know that's so important. Now, recently, um, you were there, what was the Lifeway Sunday school conference that, uh, was over at Philadelphia Essentials Worship. Conference. Okay, Essentials Conference. Yeah. I was able to send two lay people yeah. there. And they got pretty excited. They did, and uh, <laughs> we're going to call them Sunday School Champions. I, there you I'm go. copying uh, something I learned from you. There we go. And uh, so they're not going to be my Sunday School director, but they're going to be Sunday School Champions. Um, unfortunately, uh, and shame on me for this, we have not met post that meeting. Right. Um, we talked about it. We just never made it happen. But I do have plans because um, we will have a series of Sunday school class meetings this summer. We've got them calendared at least right now. Um, and then I want to do the the Sunday school campaign, the yeah. simple campaign that uh, that you did a couple right. of years ago. I was mm-hmm. a part of that. Setting goals and just... just- yeah. Yes, and so, and I'm going to use these two uh, Sunday school champions. They know that. I, I told them in advance. I said Good. I got big plans for y'all. You know, all right. So we've got our work cut out for us uh, for the summer to get ready for the fall. But we'll launch that campaign the Sunday after Labor Day uh, Sunday. Okay, that sounds good. So prioritizing, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, there's there's a lot of stuff to do. Yes. So sometimes there's the tyranny of the urgent, mm-hmm. but there's also we got to make sure we prioritize those things that we're doing. So you, you've got a plan. It's just, just making gotta you got to break that. You got to got to break that time schedule down and get things working. So yeah. it sounds like to me though the champions are pretty excited, mm-hmm. and we want to we want to feed on that Absolutely. excitement, and Absolutely. we want to make sure we capture that and engage them, and make sure that it it's it's all about that work. And who knows. Maybe that will be something you can delegate. Yes, I'm to hoping to let them, them basically to, run the campaign. Right. Uh, you know, with maybe some coaching, but yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm currently the interim at Philadelphia Baptist Church mm-hmm. doing education outreach, and so I am uh, gleaning off of some of your former work when years ago you were the minister of education and outreach there. And so, well, we have champions now, and they're doing. Phenomenal. I mean, it, I love that. You concept. know, yeah. you know, one of them, Steve Pierce, mm-hmm. is phenomenal. I mean, you know, and I've got several others now, names that if you and I were talking about, sure. these people have stepped up and are doing such a phenomenal job. Awesome. Uh, we just need to be reminded that there are lay people out there yeah. that, you know, they're not there for the pay, they're not there for the money, that mm-hmm. God has got a call on their life and they want to be used and they can be a part of helping you accomplish the objective of your small group ministry. You know, one thing I'm reminded of, uh, Sean, I've said it a bunch, you know, through the years, but uh, here I am. I got to live out my own words, you know, but um, if you take the time and build the Sunday school right, Mm -hmm. and then it's functioning the way it mostly should, it's never going to be perfect, but mostly should, I really have always believed it will be a pastor's very best friend. Oh, yeah. You know? Because uh, the the people will minister and care to one another, and and it's not that they won't want the pastor to be there and and you know for the pastor's touch, but those uh, those Sunday school members mean so much more even than the pastor, you know, when it comes right. to it down to right. it really. That's where that real care and love comes from. Exactly. That's right. So let's go back to your model. You, okay. You talked about their Sunday school and then these smaller groups of three to five, those D groups, well, micro groups. Well, before we go there, if you don't mind, okay. let's go to life groups. So okay. on Sunday evenings, uh, semester based, like we'll 
you know, I think for the fall, we've identified nine Sundays. Um, and then, you know, there'll be Thanksgiving and different. We're not going to kick back up after Thanksgiving. We'll wait until sometime in January, probably to right. start up again. So nine Sundays, I think, is what we came up with from Labor Day, the Sunday after Labor Day till, you know, almost butted up to uh, Thanksgiving. Um, we'll have life groups that meet in homes. Now, okay. we've purposely, at this point, chosen to make the life groups Sunday school-based. Okay. In other words, the men and women out of a Sunday school class in smaller groups. Okay. So if a class is large, they may have two life groups. Um, but the, the, uh, the smaller groups meeting in homes... Yeah. Now, we've done this for two semesters so far, and actually our numbers rival our Sunday school numbers, which is crazy, Uh, and they love it. But there's more of them, more groups, right? Yeah, let's see. Almost the same. Yeah, Almost the same, uh, because I guess in some places we weren't able to have life groups yet. Right, okay. But but almost identical, and so, um, but what they do is they come back together and uh, definitely, they love the meal, the the okay. fellowship aspect. So they're eating together, which yeah. is a Baptist thing. Yeah, and exactly. And so, but fellowship is huge. One thing we did this last semester is we added the prayer component to the fellowship. It's not that they didn't pray, but we tried to push people to uh, have a prayer time where different people in the group would pray. And, uh, you know, sometimes the old uh, I'll dial and you hang up. Right, yeah. Maybe some people in between. And so we did a little bit more of that. We were reading the book, Jim Cimbala's uh, Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. Mm -hmm. I was preaching on different uh, scriptures about prayer. And so they could follow up with the sermon uh, that was on prayer, or they could follow up on a chapter of Jim Cimbala's book each week. Okay. Whatever the group decided. Those were the two options. And so fellowship, food, and then discussing prayer, and then praying. Okay. So now this coming semester, uh, this fall, what we hope to do is to continue all of that, because that's what they love, the fellowship. The the Sunday morning and the life groups. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then we're going to add a new component this coming, uh, this fall, where instead of them praying as a large group in that home, I say large group, but it's, it's a small group, but... Yeah, as I get it. all of them together, um, ask if there is a if there's men and women in the group. We'll ask the men to slip off to another room and actually uh, pray together and ask those good hard questions. You know, how you doing in your spiritual life? Right. And, and the same thing for the women. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you know, if there's a, a group of women only, they'll just get in smaller groups of women. All right. So would they actually do that? Okay, the life groups, they meet in homes, though, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is something you would be doing on Wednesday night at church? No, um, actually, we're going to try it in the homes oh, okay. uh, just as a part of the life rooms. groups. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so there may be some challenges there. You know, how can you really separate? Do they have another room that right. they can go to? But we're hoping out of that in the spring of 2024 to start really promoting these the idea of the D groups Yeah, and Telling them how easy, you know, this is what you can do to fill up your D group time, which will keep it really simple. And uh, and then maybe some of these groups will already see themselves as D groups and uh, okay. hopefully be organic. 
So hope. basically, you've got your Sunday morning Bible study, traditional mm-hmm. type of thing, with and then the the Sunday night, which is the the small groups in homes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, doing life together. Uh, and then you did you mention some doing something on Wednesday night or this fall? We're going to try for the first time. That's pretty uh, probably pretty standard Baptist stuff, but like your you know Lord and Savior University classes. Yeah. Uh, we'll have about five options of classes and a meal, you know, a Wednesday night meal. So we're going to try to launch into that. But now that plays into, and I know you wanted to go to the leaders, that plays into the leaders that I'll have on Wednesday nights this fall are not going to be Sunday school teachers. Okay, so different Purposely, people. yeah, other than Sunday school. And I didn't say this, but our life group leaders we're also not Sunday school. We made okay. it real clear, Sunday school teachers, you're not to take the lead in this in these life groups. Let's let someone in your class that you identify, you help us identify, yeah. uh, be the ones to ask the question. Okay. And uh, so we're trying to develop leaders through those uh, two yeah. methods at least. Okay. So and your Wednesday night will be more traditional type <clears throat> of discipleship classes. Yeah, probably video based or okay. some of them will be, right. be video based, okay. but at least a facilitator. Good. That's different than a Sunday school teacher. So that let's go to that that topic then. Okay. You know, developing <clears throat> leaders. Because, you know, the critical aspect of developing leaders is they need to know the why question, mm-hmm. the answer. Why why are we doing this? What is my role? How do I do then how do I actually do that? You know? So I mean, let's just talk about developing leaders. How do you decide who might be a potential leader? Where do you draw where's the well that you go to to draw these leaders from? Okay. And look, you've you've jogged my memory to one other thing that uh, just helped me stay on track. But okay. uh, so don't worry, I will. Okay. So I've never um I've always done this wherever I've been, but I've never done it as successfully as I did this uh, the last two plus years at Trinity Baptist. Right. In our young adult class, um, I've always said, but I don't always practice it. So what does that make me? Uh, yeah. Somebody said a human, <laughs> yeah. not a hypocrite, but a human or both. Uh, but anyway, um, I've always said that as a teacher, my goal is to never teach a lesson by myself again. Right. Like I don't want to ever teach a lesson by myself. Now, do I? Yes. Of course. Sometimes because yeah. it's work to do what I'm about to say. But um, but what I have been somewhat successful, at least at Trinity in our young adult class, is I got three or four people to help me with a lesson. So like I would throw it out there in a group text with three or four of the guys. And I would say, Hey, uh, if I took the introduction this week, uh, Jonathan, could you take point one? And Alex, could you take point two? And Jeremy, could you take point three of the lesson? And let's teach the lesson together. And they said yes, and so we started doing that on a regular basis. I just yeah. had to make sure they had access to Sunday school material and so forth and so on. But um, before it was over with, we had seven or eight people that we could pull from. Like Wonderful. And we only have four point, you know, intro and three points in the Sunday school lesson. So we would rotate, and but um, it made for really good lessons. I can't believe how great it is to be able to do your part, do it hopefully well, and then pass the baton to right. the next guy who studied his one part and does his part 
typically but pretty it also well. Gave them opportunity <clears throat> to be able to kind of get develop. out there and develop them yeah. as leaders and let them take some leadership roles. Yeah. So at one time I was really tickled that we had eight possibilities, you know what I mean, in that one class. And so I'm trying to uh, convey that to some of our other teachers. We uh, we also have an apprentice day about once a quarter yeah. where we promote apprentice day. And this is, oh, and I meet with the Sunday school teachers during that day, uh, during Sunday school. Okay. And so it kind of forces them a little peer pressure. So they have to get Yeah, somebody. to get an apprentice. And yeah. so uh, well, that's a good way to do it. Those are some good ways to try to <clears throat> get develop some leaders, develop some leaders and give them the opportunity. And so, mm-hmm. do, so do you have a, a, a more formal process to that or is that more informal or? Yeah, all that's probably informal at this point. Um, we do need a, a, probably a more formal process of moving people, you know, uh, because one of the things that, I would say, but yet, gosh, I've got some people in the pipeline, obviously. But one of the things I would say is that we are teacher def- deficient. You yeah. know what I mean? Like even if I wanted to start new classes or if we could start new classes, sometimes I wonder where the teachers are going to come from. Now, right. this little young adult developing group, I think we can start some new classes with some of those guys. Oh, that'd be awesome. But, um, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I've, uh, I've really struggled with is, uh, in a co-ed group, not utilizing, uh, the ladies a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm really, uh, sort of convicted about that, that maybe I've missed the boat, you know, maybe I won't, and I know everybody's got their personal theologies and I didn't mean to get into this, but you know, I may not have a woman teaching over men, but, I could uh, just for the point, you yeah, know what I mean. That's I could, right. You, if I'm only developing men, I'm missing out on developing the, developing the women. The that's women. Right. That's right. And so you uh, need women leaders too. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, that is something that we are considering uh, soon as well. So I got two more questions. Okay. And uh, so the first one I want to talk about is what tools? Now you mentioned this earlier. What tools or resources do you provide your leaders? To help them grow out. You talk about breathing life into your Sunday school. You gave that and you did the some other Sunday tools. Training, what, yeah. what about, I mean, of course, obviously you give them a curriculum. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you like for your life groups, say you tell them, okay, you can do this or this. You yeah. can do the sermon or, or you can, book, yeah. that's right, the book. And so, um, so what tools and resources do you think are your best tools and resources to give your leaders that help them to be able to lead? Well, uh, so we did not provide it for all the leaders, although we we might should have. Uh, Chris Surratt has a book on leading small groups, mm-hmm. I think, and uh, we used it. The staff read it together as we were preparing for the launch. Okay, of, staff. Now, tell me about your staff. Okay, so uh, we have a full time associate pastor, Matt. Uh, he helps me largely with worship, but also. Um, family pastor. Uh, he helps me oversee our part-time youth, children's, and preschool okay. ministers. So we have all three of those part-time. Gotcha. Matt's full-time. Um, I could use him in the education vein, but he really helps me with the family ministry, and I've given him life groups. Okay. And so he's my life group champion. Okay. I'm trying to be the Sunday school champion for lack of not having a education minister. Right. And I've told him, and, and we're really close. We love each other. And, and I've told him, you know, I want it to be a friendly competition. Uh, I want you to spur me on. I want our life groups to knock it out of the park. 
so that it makes me look bad because my Sunday school is not where it ought to be. Right. And then I'm going to try to make the Sunday school so great that it makes you look bad, you know, and, and yeah. so not a little, really. A little but, bit of friendly competition. Yeah, a little iron sharpening iron. Yeah. And so actually one of the Sundays we, we didn't always count our numbers for life groups. But actually, one of the nights, our, we had more people in life groups than we had in Sunday school. Wow! <laughs> so that was pretty uh, so, so humbling. I, I took you. Off, I took you off topic. Sorry okay. about that. But you went back to the staff were reading through the book. Oh yeah, leading know, small groups. leading small groups, and so Chris you were going to make your point that y'all were discussing some things. Yeah, we were just using that book mainly for uh, us to figure out how we were going to try to organize and, and encourage, you know, our life group leaders. Um, we really didn't arm our life group leaders with anything. We did have a pre-semester meeting, yeah, and we shared, you know, things, uh, pros and cons, and what to do, what not to do, and um, and then we did have an evaluation meeting. And out of that evaluation meeting, as you can imagine, one of the groups said, you know, what do you do with somebody that tries to dominate a conversation, you know, week by week? Right. And so we were able to kind of tweak, uh, but it was really just a case-by-case -case basis. Not, uh, But we were able to identify who that group is or who's in that group, and uh, we were able to coach the, the life group leader, you know, how to handle that Good. situation better. But but nothing formal, you yeah. know, really informal. I can see where we need to strengthen. Well, I mean, it, you know, we all processes. need to, you know. Uh, there's always areas that we need to work on. Sure, you know. Sure. So one last question. I want I want to I want to tap on. Um, so you've been there three years. What would you see uh, as far as small group ministry? What would you consider to be your greatest success? Well, shoot, I already we stole my the, thunder. Uh, we want to we give the yeah. credit to God. I know, yeah, but I'm just yeah. saying, yeah. No, I, I think the night that we counted the life group numbers yeah. and realized that it was very close to or rivaled our Sunday school numbers, that was very, very exciting. And to hear our people from our life groups especially say, you know, do we have to quit, you know, for the summer or – uh, when are we meeting again? And I mean, yeah. so there's a there's a real excitement. They really enjoy the uh, the fellowship aspect that they don't get probably in the Sunday and, school and setting. Probably honestly, the the spiritual aspect of the praying together. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You so, don't always get that amount of time and energy and focus in your Sunday school lesson. Yes, and and you know I I shared with uh, Tom Crocker. You know Tom. Yeah, I know Tom. Uh, I shared with Tom. He was asking me questions about Sunday school and and about life group. And I I told him I said, well, Tom, I said, unfortunately, our Sunday school right now probably is overly focused on Bible study. I mean that mm -hmm. that's the you know I wish I could say it was more, but I know that most of our teachers probably feel like we got to get through this lesson and yeah you know. But when I shared with him about the life groups on Sunday nights, he said, Kevin, he said, man, he said, to me, that's a positive. He said, maybe you just have two different purposes. Maybe the Sunday school is a little bit more Bible study focused, but then you have the outlet for the fellowship in the evening. So he was, he kind of encouraged me to not see that as a negative, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, obviously Sunday school can be better. You know, Count our we, blessings because we do have something yeah. that provides and, and meets those needs. You know, maybe mm -hmm. at different times, but 
the fact is, it's doing well. Yeah. Well, Kevin, I want to thank you so much for being a part of our Discipleship Matters podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day. I know there's a lot more stuff we could talk about, but the fact is there are other pastors, other leaders out there who are struggling with their their small group ministry, whether it's a a Sunday school, a life group, a D group, a micro group, whatever the Mm -hmm. groups are. We want to make sure that we're doing something that makes disciples, that makes disciples. And we appreciate you talking about your story of developing leaders within your small group ministry, because you're always going to need more leaders. We pray that you heard something in this podcast that God can use in your life and ministry that will help you to be the man or woman of God that he will use to accomplish his will for his glory. There's nothing more exciting than to be inspired to find new meaning and purpose and vision for your ministry. At the same time, ministry can be demanding, mundane, and frustrating. No matter what season you're in, God has a plan. You are His masterpiece. You can trust Him. You're not alone. So please join us again in our next podcast for Discipleship Matters. This podcast is made possible by your gifts through the Cooperative Program.